Sinus in the casa. Oklahoma where the winds come Sweeping down the plane Twisters blow away your kingdom Noise from the Sooner State Feel it in your eardrum Way past the beginning And we are nowhere near done <laughs> My goodness I'm nice with it You can snap back Hold your hat This how I'm fitting Getting filled up Off your hate As if I need it While your tanks on eating Lighter people say I need it You didn't know When I hit the road Dog cities hear me spitting flows Meanwhile on tracks I'm really not your typical Spiritual, lyrical, miracle You imbecile Going harder than a tombstone Here lies in a method That never saw his doom though Joints instrumentally fire But IQ yo Rocking like a Lucifer track But what do you know? Pour it in I can't go back Lessons that I went through Put some questions on my mental Pour it in I can't go back Welcome all, this is the Outsiders Green Country Soccer Podcast. If y'all remember me, my name is Mario, <laughs> and I got my good, great co-host with me. I got David and also Miracle, hopefully positive, Josh. How you guys doing? Doing oh, Mario. Doing good. And this feels great to be talking to you guys again, man. It's been a while. I know we all had life stuff to do, and Josh is over there jumping in joy with his Man City. And I know David has a lot of lot of kid duties and hubby duties, but he's back on with us. Well, what you guys been up to? Man, I've been so focused on Premier League and Champions League soccer. That's all my life has been lately. Soccer, soccer, soccer. Okay, so we know Josh. Yes, he didn't say. Uh, um, staying on. Yes, he didn't say. Uh, go going to school, graduating. Getting decent grades, Todd. You know, he didn't say any of that. <laughs> I was say that he don't know where his priorities are. Field either. Okay. Well, listen here, man. <laughs> well, yeah. so I think we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, and I think we got enough FC Tulsa USL stuff. Maybe a little bit of Tulsa Athletic stuff, where you know we could we could bypass all this Premier League talk. I mean, I know you really don't have a lot of highlights this year, Mariano. <laughs> they beat We're relegation. That's a big enough. We're not gonna hey, be hey. No <laughs> middle, relegation. Middle of the pack. FC <laughs> style. FC tools. Um no, no relegation. No relegation. Yeah. Here's the here's the good thing about Chelsea, right? Right. Going into this offseason. It is gonna be a wild offseason for Chelsea because they're gonna sell like 15 players, probably spend another half a billion dollars, you know. So it's gonna be exciting for them. It is. I'm excited for him too. I mean, if if you're a fan of, of off-season action, Chelsea's your team right now. <laughs> if you're a fantasy guru, yeah, this would be a great <laughs> year to pick what team Chelsea players are going to be going you, to. If, if you just love getting on that uh, trade machine that ESPN has, boom, there you go. Chelsea's your team. Is there like a fantasy like trades, like, you know, trade accusation <laughs> Like guessing who's gonna go where, anything like that. Are you gonna be on DraftKings making oh, bets? Yeah. Like this is where Pulis is gonna go. This is where. <laughs> oh yes, I'm hoping it goes to Dremel. This is where Keep is going. Five to one odds that uh, Jose Marino is coming back to coach. No, 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 no. That's. I I don't think three times is gonna happen this time. I mean, the, Lampard is your third coach of the year. I mean. Yeah, but he's not the third. Anyways, third time co- coming back though. <laughs> it's his second. <laughs> He might get a third time. Well, what do you want to start yeah, talking about? Anyways, well, let's just, man, I think we got, this is the last time we talked, just, you know, we could talk about Jake Edwards stepping down as president of the USL. I mean, we could talk about that if you wanted to. Um, 
they replaced him with some guy that I guess some people love him, some people hate him. I mean, I guess he did some shady roster moves at Inter Miami or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. But I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to take up for the guy. I don't even know his name. But if you can successfully navigate the MLS roster guidelines, salary cap guidelines, then you're an absolute genius and probably went like went to MIT or something because it is just insane. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not taking up for the guy if he made some shady moves while in Miami, but it's just difficult to even comprehend MLS. Yeah, that algorithm designations, acquisitions. You know, I guess Charleston. Charleston's leading the way. Charleston and Birmingham are leading the way in the east. Sacramento and San Diego's leading the way in the west. So, any, any uh, surprises or anything in the USL that? That uh, shocked you, Josh? Uh, FC Tulsa being 10th in the league when I predicted them to be top five. Major letdown there. Yeah, it's really early. It's just the quarter of the season's over. I mean, this was a young squad. We'll, we'll talk about FC Tulsa later, but Mariano, any surprises about the or anything notable about the USL uh, oh, man, so this, far this year? This league is crazy, man. Who would have thought after Charleston Battery's coach, uh, uh, Connor Casey, left? They got a new coach, and now they're top of the league. And whoever would have predicted that, they should try to go win the lottery. Well, they they did a good job this starting about the middle of last year to right now. I mean, they they brought in a, I think a guy from Tampa Bay to be their team president. You know, then uh, you know they let go of Connor Casey, and they brought Ben Pierman in, who has been successful at Detroit. Really successful at Memphis, and uh, we'll talk about Memphis in just a second. But uh, and now he's doing his thing at Charleston. One loss on the year for Charleston, you know, 18 points, first place in the East to nine games. Um, we played him tough. I thought we played him pretty daggum tough. Well, here in Tulsa, so I mean, but like I said, when Josh was talking, we'll talk about FC Tulsa in a, in a minute. Speaking of Memphis 901, how about their resurgence from their early season disaster to the last five games have been. Two wins and three draws. But didn't they do this last year in the beginning, like the middle of the season? Like they were, uh, they, they were a pretty solid team all throughout last year. But you, you, you know what happened at the two game mark this year for Memphis? What's up? They they brought in a, a brand new goalkeeper, mega amount of MLS experience, and Bill Hamid, and yeah. I think that's made a big difference for them in the back line. And I mean, a veteran goalkeeper with lots of experience and. A huge upside. I think that just does wonders for a team uh, defensively. But there is a clause in Bill Hamid's contract where he can leave on the free if a European or MLS team comes calling. And that I think that might happen, say, July or so, if there's some injuries in MLS or something. And would Memphis be back in that same hole that they, they were in? Your thoughts? No, I, I'm I'm there with you, man. Um I, I remember when we first heard that um Bill Hamid was coming to the USL, I, I was like, man, that's a big pickup. And I know I got a lot of shade online and saying, oh, he's past his prime. And Except if you're watching the US Open Cup match tonight, it would be a different story. But he he's bringing that veteran like knowledge into the, the team, and it's showing, man. On the other side of Bill Hamid there at Memphis, I think Memphis might have the player of the year right now and in the USL. And I'm just going to throw this name out there. This is a guy to watch out for, especially we got him coming up, I think, next week. Aaron Malloy. Uh, he's a midfielder there for Memphis. He has just been outstanding. Um, 
I think if you look at John Morrissey, uh, Kalen Hodges, all those guys, they have him ranked very, very highly. Um, the dude has so many chances created this year. They, uh, you know, he, he doesn't drum up a lot of goals, but he's, he's just a catalyst there in the midfield defensively. Um, you know, offensively, he's he's just been pretty amazing for him. Um, he starts every game, plays almost every minute for him. Um, he, you know, he, he completes about 85% of his passes. Um, I think he's just, he, he, for for a midfielder that doesn't produce goals or assists a lot, I think he could be an outside chance for player the the quarter so far right now in the USL. Um, Josh, has there been any players this year on East or West, Western Conference that have just been outstanding for you? Tyler Pasher from Birmingham. That, as of right now, would be my MVP. Especially after watching what he did to FC Tulsa early in very early in the year. That'd be my mm-hmm. player of the year. Tyler Pasher's only played three or four games this year and he just he's really had that one outstanding game against us. <laughs> really? Well, never mind. Yeah. Ty, it, it, but you're right, Tyler Pasher had a great game against us. He's an outstanding talent. I think he might be having dealing with some injuries. Um that Birmingham team, they just they have so much offensive capability where I think it's carrying a little bit of their defense. And Alex Cronalli uh, has had a good year for them. Uh, Mariano, is there any players that you think have, has stood out this year for any teams this year? Um, you guys named everybody that I would have named out, but um, yeah, that's those players. Another player to shout out to is Juan Agavello. He's actually playing a lot better for Birmingham too. Tonight he yes. scored on the open up. Open Cup match. I've been trying to develop my own uh, stat system, kind of like John Morrison, everybody that ranks players. And Juan Aguadelo is up there. He is, you know, he, he's he's done a lot of creating this year. Um, and he's been, actually been a monster defensively for in in the passing game, too, for Ford. He, he does a lot of passes, and um, he, he's been playing really well. Um, another, actually, Loudon's got a couple of really, I think, unsung heroes in I, I, I don't want to butcher the name, but Panos, Armanakis, and Khalid El Med, Medkar. But we got to see them in here in Tulsa when we played them. But those guys have had some really good seasons. I mean, I think there was actually a write up about Panos on the USL Championship website today. Um, but the, that guy's having a pretty good season. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a little hot, early hot take for you, and you guys can talk about it. And, but I think a guy that's over been overrated this year has been uh, Joshua Winder for Louisville. I just, yeah, I know he's, I know he's the golden boy in the USL. You know, he's the million dollar man. If you look at his statistics, I mean, Louisville's had some bad games that he has started on the defensive line, and he just really hasn't shown me like a lot defensively. Like, I mean, they've given given up some some goals while he's been playing. I mean, they have a goal. Goal differential of negative three right now, Louisville. Um, and I, I know he was he was in that game where they lost five to nothing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's. I, I just think he's been a little overrated this year, and I I don't know if it's because he's ready to leave or what. He's going to be making that that big money soon. But what what do you guys think? Go ahead, Josh. Maybe he's what only seventeen. Maybe the pressure's getting yeah. to him. He's supposed to be the golden boy, like you said. What he's going to. Is it Benfica for? Yeah, I believe so. It's it's one I think it's in Spain somewhere. A million dollars. It, it might be pressure getting to him. Maybe he's not ready. Maybe he's not ready for the big jump yet. Right. Who knows? 
maybe he'll pick it up when, when he goes to Benfica. Another hot take for you, and maybe maybe this is just me, but I think Detroit is actually feeling the, the heat in the USL this year. You guys' thoughts? No, I agree. I, I was seeing this writing on the wall from last year, but uh, one thing, when you don't see Northern Guard post a lot of stuff about their team online, but um, yeah, it's when we played against them, man, we, we should have won. You know, we, we had a lapse of judgment on defense and we let them shoot and that was their only scoring chance that they really had. Um, and they got, they got that goal, but yeah, I kind of feel bad for their goalie because the goalie's a pretty nice guy. He took a lot of crap from us before, but, um, but he kept doing it, man. And now it's, it's kind of crazy. Nobody, nobody can figure it out up there. And if you look at Twitter, they're calling for the coach's head, you know, they're saying, you know, we need him out and I can sympathize with, with a little bit of that banter and stuff, but man, you gotta, they have to shift it around somewhere. So I, I think Detroit being bad. Thing... Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Dude. Sorry. No, go just go just go, go Detroit ahead. being bad really comes to no, no surprise to me. I think in my predictions, I picked them to miss out in the playoffs. So like Mariana said, I saw it writing on the wall. They had it coming. They're getting what they deserve. Well, so this is my takeaway from that. Uh, the Detroit FC Tulsa game, like Martin was saying, they came out of the gate hot and then they burned out and they, they tried to play rough with Tulsa. I don't know if anybody picked up on that, but they, they tried to play rough with FC Tulsa. Like I felt for Dario because uh, what's his name? Bryant was running through his back every time that they would try to, we would try to play the ball forward. Every time we tried to play that route one to, to Dario, Bryant would, would be in his back, like running through. And I was like, why is it the ref calling anything? I mean, he's running through his back every time. And then then Levis got hurt, and we made a tactical change, putting Blaine Ferry in and moving Eric Bird back. And I, I said to you by text, Mario, Bird is a right back now. I, I, I liked him in that, that role. He looked good in the Birmingham game. He looked good in the Miami game in that right back role until he got hurt. So he glad I was a little bit of shot, <laughs> right? He kind of <laughs> reminds me a little bit of Josh's guy, Matt Sheldon, back there. <laughs> the jack, jack of all trades. But when we made that change to Blaine Ferry, um, it, it compacted that midfield a little bit, and they weren't able to run through our players as much. And we were able to get into some spaces. And I, I thought that worked. I don't know if anybody else did you guys notice the, the physicality Detroit was bringing there for the first 20 minutes? I did for sure. I actually felt really, really bad for the cost. And I got to, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Um, I've, for the past couple of years, some people may say I had a love hate relationship with him because of his play style and stuff like that. But man, I think he might be my number one or number two, maybe going to say number two, uh, favorite player this year for them for FC Tulsa. And also, wow. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I might wear that white shirt that David made proudly this time. <laughs> but um so, so the I Christian, wanna say the guys Christian Mata bobblehead is shaking his head, yes, on that one. <laughs> well um, like I was saying, also because they you're doing all this stats and everything like that, could you please make a stat for how many times the cost of nutmeg somebody? I think I counted like five nutmegs in that Detroit game and I was kind of thinking, man, you're going to get hurt. You keep doing that. And, and he was tossed all over the floor, especially over there by the bench side. 
when I saw Coach kind of like fist throwing his fist out there, like, are you guys gonna blow the whistle or something? But, <laughs> so I, I I gotta I gotta throw in something for Todd. Detroit's uh keyword stadium kind of reminds me of a OU's uh football field. There's no okay. sidelines. If you did you notice that it was like it felt like the guys had to sit kind of like sideways to keep their legs from being on the field, the guys on the bench. Yeah. Um when coach and the team came in back from Detroit, me and Angela went out to the airport. We got to talk to Sam for a little bit and he's like, Yeah, we I was really thought they were gonna yellow card me because I was so close to I, I jumped sometimes the line and I was waiting for somebody to say something to me. But yeah, literally they had no space over there. Yeah, it is a it is a tight line over there. And I will say this for uh our, our Northern Guards uh the Northern Guard supporters and the Detroit fans. It is really cool that they have that train running through the back of that stadium all the time. I think that's funny as hell. No, I, I agree. It's, it's a great atmosphere in the background. We have downtown skyline and they have the train and also they have a, <sighs> a, a little kid flipping everybody else, especially the Costa. <laughs> that was funny. Like, I was like, did you guys see him? He double birded the Costa teaching them young Detroit teaching them young. Oh yes. But, uh, uh, so, right now in the Eastern Conference, Charleston, through nine games, had in the number one spot. They got 18 points. Birmingham second. Louisville third. Tampa Bay Rowdies has actually been on a little bit of a tear. They've moved up to fourth. Miami FC is <clears throat> fifth. Pittsburgh sixth. Loudon seventh. Memphis eighth. Indy ninth. Tenth is FC Tulsa. Eleventh, Detroit City. And twelfth is Hartford. Now we might be sitting in that tenth spot in the wet in the east, but you know we're we're third three points away from being fourth place. That's, That's how tight it is, and yeah. And I know wins are at a premium for FC Tulsa, but it the taking out of the MLS two squads here in the USL has made this such a competitive league. I mean, what what's your get? Can you guys tell just a difference in how tight every game is here in the USL this year? And there's no more easy wins no more, man. It's you're playing against competitive teams, you know, and every single player has a chance to advance or be scouted from somebody. And the league, the players are starting to notice that, you know, like the player that you're talking about, Winder, he, he's about to leave next season. Um, a lot of players want want that, you know. They want to uh, compete and play and be the best they can, so they can advance somewhere higher or get paid more in the USL. Gosh, there's three teams in the East right now that have five draws. Us being one of them. I mean, it is just such a. I don't think we're going to know the playoffs, at least for the positions four through twelve. Until the last few seasons, do you think, or last few weeks of the season, Josh? What do you think? I I, I think it's going to come down to the wire, and who doesn't love a playoff race that comes right down to the wire? That's that's what we live for. Drama throughout the whole season. Yeah. Do I believe that FC Tulsa people... will make the playoffs? Yes, 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 I do. Well, hot take right there. <laughs> FC Tulsa re- will recover. So I know, I know there's been a few people that's been down on our. Of the USL championship, we're low in the rankings in the USL championship. But if you look at our squad in the games we played, the nine games we played, we played Charleston, who's in the first place. And we, I thought we played them pretty tough here at home. I really do. 
I thought they got a, a late goal and they looked at Birmingham is in second place. It took a, a, a miracle goal by Tyler Pasher, then a stoppage time, late stoppage time goal by Nick Obrett to beat us. Miami, I thought we outplayed in, my, in Miami in the very first game of the year. Pittsburgh, I thought we outplayed Pittsburgh here and we drew with them. Loudon, we beat hands down. Um, and, you know, then we played Sacramento, drew them here. They're first place in the West, and we played them pretty daggum tough, I thought. San Diego, it took a own goal from Colin Fernandez to beat us. I thought we in San Diego, I thought we played them very good. We drew with El Paso here at home, and El Paso's on a crazy hot streak. And they beat what didn't they beat Louisville five to nothing? Yeah. Yeah. So we drew with them. I mean, we've played a lot of tough teams right now. All the teams that we played, except for Detroit, is in solid in the playoffs, top eight in their respective conferences right now. So I know there's been people that's been down, but this ain't going to be an easy year. And we brought in youth. We brought in young kids to, to fill in pl- holes, plug in holes. I mean, we, we, uh, we brought in guys that are starting that had never played professional games before. It was going to take it's going to take time for our guys to figure this out. And I know Kaylor Hodges when they were doing their the USO show was doing their preview. He said it would take he thought it would take FC Tulsa nine to ten games to get it straightened out and get hot. I think that's a legit. Thing. I think it's going to take twelve games. I think we're going to go on the road here, Las Vegas. I hope we can pull out a W there. Memphis is going to be a tough game. Then we get another. We don't have a real solid home schedule until June. I think it's until June for us to get. For us, we're going to tread water until June. Then we're going to take off. You guys, man, I hope so. I, I hope you're right. Like you said earlier, that this is the USL. There's no such thing as an easy game. It's going to be a grind. But man, I hope you're right. I, I hope FC Tulsa gets hot. Right. I I got to agree with Josh, man. It's and also you, David. Um, next game is going to be Las Vegas. We we need a victory, like not just a moral victory, not just for the city of Tulsa, but for this team, for this league. We need to get a victory, and I hope, and I'm really, really hoping that we can kind of destroy Las Vegas, um, kind of make a little statement game saying, "Hey, we're not we're not bottom dwellers in this league. We're not the easy punching bag." But yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to take us maybe maybe this game, maybe the next game. Who knows? But what I'm scared about in the Las Vegas game is if Dolly the Llama and Jose Canseco and you know I don't I don't I, they had they had wrestling last week at, at, as a halftime show. Man, <laughs> don't forget their pulls by the pitch. It was Cinco de Mayo. So, I mean, I yeah. do. You might right? see Dar- uh, Dario get suplexed into a pool. I mean, that that's something that happens in Vegas. Right, right. So before we move on to FC Tulsa talk, uh, I want to – so Albert Dequal, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, and Hugh Dixon lead the league with uh, seven goals each. So um, there's several guys with three assists to lead the league. Uh, Dar or Rodrigo da Costa is actually second in chances created with 24 behind Aaron Malloy of Memphis 901. He's got 28 created chances. Uh, Michael Nelson is tied for fifth in uh saves 
with 24. Um, Danny Bidiello for Sacramento has six clean sheets to lead the way, but he, he couldn't hold a clean sheet against us. So good for us. Um, yeah, we do have a guy that's leading or tied for the lead in some in a stat here. Yeah, you guys want to guess the player and the stat? Uh, Marcus Epps most uh, dribbles, like dribble past defenders. I don't know. I'm gonna say yeah. Eric Bird yellow cards. Well, you got the you got the stat right. The Torre Corellis tied for the lead league lead with five yellow cards. Wow, nice. Yeah, so. Good job. Is it five <laughs> yellow cards that you're suspended, or I think it's seven. Seven, okay. So I think it's seven. Um, we, we are uh, sitting seventh in the league with twelve goals. Um, Monterey leads the league with seventeen goals. Um, Sacramento leads the league with six clean sheets. That Johnny but, Fenwick, uh, uh, Johnny Fenwick, right there for you, right? And when John football comes to play, you know, you, you don't score so. <laughs> All right, you want to talk some? You want to just dive into FC Tulsa, guys? Yes, let's get get at it. Let's stop tippy tapping around that. Okay, so right now FC Tulsa sitting at a one win, five draw, three loss record. Um, we got a two two draw streak right now. We have a game coming up on Saturday versus the Las Vegas Lights in Las Vegas, Nevada. Right now, Vegas is sitting at the very bottom of the Western Conference. Uh, zero wins, three losses, five draws. Um, right now, our team is in a little bit of uh, flux. Um, we, we brought in a, a new player this week. His name is Adam Armour. He is a uh, defender, left back. Uh, previously played in the Charlotte FC, FC Charlotte, whatever they're called, uh, the, the MLS. Josh, what do you think about that signing of Adam Armour? It honestly surprised me. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think we needed a defender. I thought we were lacking in the midfield. I thought that's maybe where we would go on a loan for a midfielder. Yes. No. I, I'm. I at the end of the day, I'm at the front office, so I, I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. But so I, I would much have rather got a midfielder. So previously, we'd been running Rucci out there in the left back role when he was been healthy, but he naturally he's a center back. So do you think, uh, and I know we got Jorge to play left back, uh, Jorge Corrales, Brett Levis is a natural left back. Um, But then we, the last few games, we switched to a three back line. So <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of uh, just like you, like I, did, I don't, didn't see this, uh, has the need for us to pick pick up. Um, I'm with you. I thought a midfielder. Um, because I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. And, and this, we, we are not a FC Tulsa sponsored show, so we can have our own opinions. But I haven't been impressed with Colin and Blaine Ferry in the midfield this year. Well, I've been I've been impressed with Blaine Ferry. I think he's been phenomenal. But I do agree with Colin. He's he's been a little lackluster. I mean, he hasn't been bad. Neither one has been bad. I'm not saying they've, played, they've had bad seasons, but it's just not – I'm not seeing them as the catalyst to – I don't see them as the guys to push us over the top. I think they're they're good players, but they're not that – Enzo Martinez or uh, an Aaron Malloy from Memphis or, you know, that, that caliber of player that's going to push us to the next level of Cam Lindley or Aiden Quinn from Indy. 
those type of players. I think Blaine Ferry could do it. You think Blaine Ferry could do it? Oh. I, I could see. I could see him becoming a top tier midfielder in the USL from what he's shown from the Loudon game and the home opener. I think if he can maybe regain that form, I just haven't seen him get really control the midfield. I haven't seen him get as forward as that. That Loudon game, he got forward in that game. Like the goal he had, he was he he was moved up forward and he was able to dis dispossess a, a player and was able to create that goal. I haven't seen that in the other games. I've seen him kind of just hanging out in the midfield and not not getting forward. So I don't know. Just. I think we've we've all harped on it for years now. We want to see our midfield improved. And I just I'm, see, year in and year out, it's always our midfield that seems to be lacking. Now we did bring a midfielder in uh, recently, um, Nate Worth. I think he's like sixteen. Oh. Yeah, he's actually he's got a little bit of game time. He, he's been in one. Uh, he's played one game for us, um, and this this brought some noise. In, in the USL world that he signed with us. Cause you know, he's um, U 16 us uh, player capped. Um, we might have a little in there with the head coach of the United States U uh, 16 team and Michael Ensian, but you know, he's got a little, he's got pedigree to him and he played, he was in the New York Red Bulls uh, organization, played for Red Bulls too, made some starts played here in USL. As like a fifteen-year-old, so uh, I I like the pickup. I thought he thought he I thought he was really a good pickup. So Nate Worth is a solid pickup for us. Um, we 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 actually signed another midfielder, um, the youngest player in FC Tulsa history, and Renan Heenan Mendoza. Um, he's like he's like a fourteen-year-old. Um, they signed him to an academy contract. That's a solid pickup for us. So. <laughs> Um, one thing our team has done this year, we went the youth route. So, I mean, we, uh, we're building for the future and that's something I really, really like for the FC Tulsa. Um, Mariano, we were talking about a little bit about our recent pickups with, uh, Adam armor Mm -hmm. recently picked up this week. Um, me and Josh both were kind of, when we were told that the tweet went out MLS to Tulsa, um, I know some people got stupid on Twitter, but we don't need, we we need a stadium before it was like, uh, we, we moved to MLS. It's like, we're not moving to MLS. It's got what? the little signature thing out there on the side of it. So that meant a player was coming in. Wait, David, yeah. you didn't get the memo. Um, the crash yeah. putting $500 million into MLS. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. We, yeah. we, can't, we can't get a stadium yet, but we'll put a bid in. Right. Right. So, but me and Josh both thought it was the, uh, we we wanted a midfielder, but we got le- a left back in Adam Armour. Um, and me and Josh were talking a little bit. It's like I, I just I just I, I'm interested to see what the guy can do. Um, he's got good pedigree. Played for uh, FC Charlotte of MLS. Um, comes here on loan. Um, the last couple of games we went to a, a three three man back line, and yeah. you know we got maybe Levis's injury that he suffered in the Detroit game. Maybe it's a little more serious. He's been dealing with the. Uh, I know we saw. That at the the SKC two uh, preseason game, he had a hammy injury. Then he went out with a lower body injury. Maybe it's something that is more serious than we know. It's also what I've been thinking about this pickup. It's also reinforcements for the back line. You know, 
we I know we have a good amount of players back there, but you know if Jorge Corrales gets called in for the national team, we'll need a left yeah. back. You know if like we're having right now, Levis is got hurt. You know we need a center back that can run up and down the channels. You know he's a preferred left left back, but a left wing back or whatnot. But we need some speed to catch up on the sides as well. Then we talked about a little bit about the Nate Worth pickup, um, sixteen-year-old uh, U.S. national team kid, uh, under sixteen kid. I I, I dogged uh, Colin and Blaine a little bit. I, I I said they they played good, but they I I wanted to see us pick up somebody that can make us a difference maker, a difference maker in the midfield, someone that someone that's going to. And I know we've harped on this for years that our midfield just seems disjointed all the time. Now, have, has it seemed a little bit better than last year? Yes, to me, it seems it seemed a lot better than last year. And maybe I'm just hard on those two guys, but I, I wanted to see a midfielder come in. Your thoughts? No, I I agree. I I I like Colin. Colin is a really good player that can play CDM perfectly. You know, yeah. uh, he can be that defensive center that can be reinforcement for the back three, or could be you know a helper for the back two. But um, as a forward, I I don't see him being a playmaker. Bird Bird is like you said earlier; he could do anything. He could play any position that we need him to, and he'll do it. Um, his speed a little bit leery, but you know he can score goals. We all know that too. But um, we need that playmaker. I know, like you said, we've been harping on that for years, you know, and we still don't have that. You know, we have. The cost is doing great. He's playing, but he's not a playmaker. He is a forward. Second, he's second in the league and created chances this year. <laughs> but what do you know what I mean as a midfielder? Right. Um, Rodrigo frustrates us sometimes, but then again, did he make some plays that just like, damn it, Rodrigo. <laughs> no, no, no. And <laughs> look who's talking. <laughs> like, I, I'm talking about myself here. I like, for the past couple of years, I'm like, what are you doing? What where, where's your offensive <laughs> where's these offensive stats come from? And you're not doing what you're was showing on paper. And I've been kind of watching him closer this year, and he's not the same the Costa. He looks a little bit healthier, I think, this year. So I think so. But then I'm gonna harp on this position again. Um Ford. Our Fords now. I, I love everything Marcus Epps has been doing. Milo Yosef to me has been he's he's done a respectable job on that on, on whichever side he plays on for us. And then Marcus can switch off either side, but I would like to see Milo attack more. Like go at def- I want to see our guys go at defenders. I don't, you know, go at them in the box. That's that's what I want to see. Hey, oh oh well, you get the get the ball dis- dispossessed sometimes. Who who cares? Get, get in there, try to draw some penalties, make some good crosses, go at players, get them on their heels, and attack and score. Um, you know, I thought Dario played a lot better in the Detroit game. That was probably the best game I've seen Dario play all year. Um, Moses Dyer, I think he's starting to round into shape for us. Um, would I like to see a big, tall, up-front number nine? Yeah, a definitive scorer. I think it's going to be one of those years we have about five guys. Guys, each score seven to eight 
goals for us, not just have that one guy that puts up 20 goals. And sometimes that's frustrating, but in the end, I think we're going to score plenty of goals this year. Um, If I can put my input on this one, um, especially that Detroit game, I'm not sure the way you saw them play, and I'm talking about Detroit. They weren't doing a lot of, like, wing crosses. They were going right down the middle in our box, little, you know, giving giving go passes and then trying to kick the ball in the goal. I wish we played more like that. Like, yes, there's multiple opportunities for us to score if you do those wing passes and whatnot. But we have players that can literally – Dario can hit it in the box and score a goal. Um, the Costa in the box, you know he can score. Um, we know, you know, um, Moises can score. I just wish we played more, a little bit more procession to kind of like kick it inside the goal instead of just doing those wing passes because I, <laughs> Moses trying to head the ball. I, yes, he scored a goal, um, but it was a little here ricochet. <laughs> um, we're not going to lie about that. Um, but we don't have any tall guys that can just literally head the ball inside the goal and what we need or in the way we play it. Man, so and one guy, I know he's been injured, but uh, see it, Haji. I, I can't wait for him to get back because that guy, he's exciting. He's got – he's so quick on that outside. I, I like yeah. I like Haji. Me too. Man, so we, we did have some roster news uh, today. Uh, we've loaned out two players. Um, Watts Lazard, he's gonna move into a UPSL squad, and uh, Lucas Sawinski, Mr. Hattrick, move into uh, Charlotte Independence of League One. We really haven't got to see Watts this much this year. Uh, he played in the U.S. Open matchup. Um, same with Luca. Uh, I think Luca's been injured a little bit this year, but we did get to see him at the end of last year. And it's, I know they both have a where they can be recalled, so maybe if Luca rounds into health and is playing hot there in you know July, August, whatever, we can we can bring him back. Is Josh back? Yep. Yep. You're you're Josh. Okay. So the next thing I want to do before we go into some other Tulsa and I know this is the the quarter market episode. Uh we actually play a little bit more, but I want you guys to to give some grades on on some players right now. Okay. Okay. So um we're we'll start with defenders first. Uh let's go with uh, Justin Malou, a uh, new player that came over this year from uh, Columbus Crew, um, played last year for the, the the MLS Next Pro squad for Columbus, um, first year in Tulsa. What what you guys think about Justin? Go ahead, Josh. Uh, I'll give Justin a B B minus. I, I I've personally think he's been a top three defender for us. So B minus for Justin. I gotta give him an incomplete. I haven't seen enough of, for me to judge. Oh wow! That's just like giving a draw. Hey, you're talking to the king of the <laughs> here. <laughs> All right, next player is Rucci, uh, Spanish uh, defender, came over really late in the off season for us. Mariana, um, I'm a little high on him. I'm going to give him a B plus. Um, I really like the way he plays. Um, he saved us in a couple shots against Detroit, and he. Since he's been coming in, he's actually improved a lot, and he's been working with the team. And so I give him a B plus. Give him a B plus. I I like what I when when he's injured, the backline seems kind of 
out of sorts. It seems like he's that veteran that keeps us keeps our shape, keeps everybody focused. I've I've loved what I've seen out of him so far. So B plus. So I'm just going to ask you guys the, the newcomers to the team this year because there's uh, I don't know if you guys want to grade 25 guys, but we'll just grade the newcomers. Uh, the next player is Rashid Rashid Tete, um, defender came over from New Mexico United really late in the offseason. Thoughts on uh, I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, he's my first A minus. I was so excited when I heard about the news that he was coming over from New Mexico United. Uh, I, I think he's been our best defender this year. And so A, a, a minus. I got to go with a B. Uh, I like I like what he's been doing in the back line. He's been kind of kind of our anchor back there. If it wasn't Ferrucci, I I think he'd be my number one defender back there. But I, I'm gonna give him just a, a straight up B. Next one's uh, Brett Levi's Canadian defender. Um, played in the Canadian Premier League last year. Well, he was one of our first new signings. So feelings on Brett, Mariana. All right, mine is going to be a a B, another B. I was actually debating between incomplete and B, but I'm going to go ahead and give him a B. Um, his injuries are kind of worrisome a little bit. You know, in the preseason, he did fantastic. Um, he also got injured in the preseason too. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and give him a B. Uh, I really hate to do this, I really do, but I'm going to give him a C minus. I uh. Personally, I haven't liked him, but that's just one opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I just haven't liked him, and he's he's been injured a lot. And I think he's made some mistakes. I th- I think he'll back, bounce back, and I, I'll upgrade him a bit higher. But that's for the future. So C minus. Next defender is Chase Bromstead. Uh, he came up. He played a little bit for Las Vegas Lights last year. Um, former University of Tulsa player and. He's only played one game this year, Josh. Chase, I know you liked it in the preseason. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give him incomplete. One game. I don't even know what game that really was. So incomplete. Miami. He played the Miami game. Oh, that was a really long time ago. So incomplete. All right. Mariano, incomplete, right? Yeah. <laughs> Next player, uh, Ford, Siad Haji. Mariana? And it's... Hard for me to judge a player that's been injured so much, man. Um, and also on the bench. Um, I gotta give an incomplete. I, I feel bad for that, but that's how I feel. King of the draws, Josh, same way. No, no, no. I'm gonna give him oh. C plus. I think he's like you said earlier, he's electric off the bench. I think he's what Kimbo Kabata was this year. That, that that spark off the bench. I love his speed. I say I honestly think he's Deserves to start if he's 100% healthy. That's a conversation for another day. So, C. Plus. All right. The next one, I think it's a little, I think there might be difference in opinions on the next guy, but Milo Yosef. Josh. A. Plus. I absolutely, I love, I love Milo. I, I love the way he plays. It's everything about him. Love Was that Christian Mata? Christian Mata Bova? No. Uh, okay. Mariana. <laughs> oh, man. I love Christian Bobblehead. Well, um, <laughs> I got to give him um, B plus. I love the way he attacks players. I love that um, he goes, you know, he 
he the coach puts him like an opposite side every five or ten minutes, you know, and he does everything he can. You know, he did a couple uh, good attempts at attacking players and stuff like that, but one or two reasons he kind of gets stopped up. But um, yeah, I'm just gonna give him that grade. We'll say this: I'm not high on the Milo Yosef train, but he has been definitively our best uh, free kick taker this year. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give him that credit. Well, not um, the love. <laughs> <laughs> hey, DeCosta's gotten his, the last couple games. His free kicks have been a lot better. So I, I, I will say that. Okay. Uh, next player, Moses Dyer. Josh, any love for Moses? Oh, you know, I'll give him. I'll give him. Just a straight B, because in the off season I had big hopes for him, and honestly, he hasn't really delivered. I mean, he's had some clutch moments the last few weeks, so maybe he's finally turning the corner. But as of right now, I'd give him B. Well, well, if you think that was shocking, um, I gotta give him a D plus. Whoa, yeah, um, I had high hopes for him. I mean. Anybody that's listened to this and listened from the beginning of the preseason, we were hoping he would be our star goal scorer. Um, I don't know if he's just kind of fallen out of favor. I'm not sure if it's just a different of the leagues in this country, but I was hoping for him to be more of an attacking player, a starting player, and he hasn't delivered. Yes, he scored that last goal. I know people are going to be like, but he scored a goal. Yes, when you're not looking at it and it hits the back of your head. <laughs> yeah, it's a goal. But And I'm not trying to talk smack. He, you know, he's got us a goal, and I'm grateful for that. But I was hoping for him to be, by now, like seven or eight goals in already, not just one. He's got two, I believe. Oh, two? Okay. Two. Uh, excuse me, two. All right, next player is going to be goalkeeper Michael Nelson. Mariano. The beginning of the season, I would have gave him a, a D. Now it's more like a A minus. You know, he's actually really good. His passes, I mean, his passes, his saves are really starting to be really, really good. The acrobatical save that he did, I mean, yeah, there's still a couple goals that he's kind of been letting go that he just kind of stand like he didn't know what to do. But I mean, that shot against Detroit. He, it was literally he didn't know where that ball was going to go to. And once he did, that thing was it, it that was, shot was knuckling. It was knuckling all the way. That was a that was a rocket, and it was knuckling. So I don't, <laughs> yeah. He was in no man's land there, <laughs> to be honest. But um, yeah, right now I, I give him a minus. All right, Josh, bring the heat on Michael Nelson. I'm giving him a straight A. I've I've liked what I've seen. He has made some like the second minute game, in like the ninety third minute, uh, he made a wonder save. So, so just for that alone, it's A for me. So what I will say about Michael is, I know there's some people that like to see Austin start more games, but he's taken. He's been under fire a lot. Michael Nelson has. He's taken a lot. There's been a lot of shots on goal from Tulsa on Tulsa this year, so he has made plenty of saves. Um, next player is Blaine Ferry. Josh is already giving him an A plus. Mariano, what do you think? <laughs> Man, Blaine Ferry is really good. I I like the way he came in against Detroit, and 
He's been doing good when he's playing, man. Um, I think he's been playing a little bit out of position a little bit. Um, he was kind of put in the center sometimes in center like CDM, but should be attacking more. And but I'm gonna go give him a B plus. Josh, you sticking with that A plus for Blaine Ferry? Yes, sir. Okay. Next guy is Colin Fernandez. Well, is Mariano's- he? Well, is he new? He's new this year. Okay. He, and, and and mind you, he played for the Tulsa Roughnecks. Yes, he did. Who? Yeah. Who? Colin Fernandez. Now, he's been great as a CDM player. Passing-wise, and then a big old mix-up against Sacramento, I think it was. Um, I'm, it's the San Diego game. Yeah, I think I'm probably talking about the San Diego game. Um I got to give him a C minus. Josh? Oh, man. I really hate to do this to Colin, but uh, T minus. That, that own goal just uh, really, uh, <laughs> I was shocked when that happened. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever forgive him. So wasn't he. <laughs> so, yeah, D minus for Colin, unfortunately. All right. And last but not least, the T-shirt that they gave away on Agnite against uh, Sacramento Republic, A plus. Uh, Am I the only one that absolutely loves that shirt? Uh, no, I've seen I've seen a few people in my school wearing it. Believe it or not, A plus for that shirt. I've seen two or three people wearing that shirt. I say the Crybaby Hill shirt, A plus. That one's borderline. Border- That's an F plus. That's an F minus right there. It's borderline D plus, B, D minus. If they show if they sold that the Agnite shirt in the store, it would sell out again. Like maybe in Wagner or <laughs> or, or uh, you know, I really liked the airplane shirt. The airplane shirt was nice. Yeah. Hey, so- hey, Ag- Agnite was the highest attended game for FC Tulsa this year. Just saying. You guys are <laughs> you guys are uh, big country guy, David. Yeah, that's that's a good shirt. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's just plain for me. It's just a cow, and there's Pepsi total solo going inside of it. I, mean, I liked of, it, but I would never wear it. I would wear it, but I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I have to wear that shirt. I would wear it. But, uh, yeah, that, that Crybaby Hill jersey that they just came out with is pretty cool looking. Yeah. You should ask Josh what his feelings about it is. Well, he's a, he's a Herman, <laughs> so he doesn't like it. I hate that jersey. It's so ugly. I hope we don't wear it. If we wear it, I, I won't show it. up to that game. He's like, it has pink in it. I can't wear it. <laughs> well, so we got Las Vegas coming up Saturday. And then on Friday, May 19th at 8 p.m., Dollar Beer Night is back as we host Memphis 901. Get your we tickets. We know where Mariano will be at. And he'll be in the terrace. Yeah. Get your tickets, uh, folks. Spread the word. Get people out to the stadium. If, and that, that, that's my thing. You, you, you want to see Tulsa be able to afford to put a better product out there? Get people out to the stadium. I mean. You tell them, David. You tell them. We, we, get, we don't have an endless supply of money, so let's. Uh... Before the match, everybody needs to be at Guthrie Green, I think it is. Um, we're going to have some live music, some food, some drinks, a couple games out there. Um, Mariano's gonna be rapping with uh, Alan Doyle. 
Ronaldo will be doing the theme song and the ending song together. Yeah, yeah. there we go. That's worth the that's worth the price of admission, right, right there. Also, it's a military appreciation night. So yes, sir. So then you also get a free uh, Tulsa Camel hat with military night uh, ticket package. So you can get a free hat, dollar beer, and hopefully a W against Memphis nine hundred one. Uh, hopefully we'll be getting our second W. Well, yeah, I'm just saying the first, just a W against Memphis would be great. Um, no, that I was, might be our third W because I think actually, you know, I'm not going to make a prediction. Never mind. No, 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 that's that's a coming. But um, yeah. I I hope it'd be our third win against Memphis, beating Las Vegas, and then beating Memphis would be great. That would give us that would put us back in the middle to middle to fifth place. I'm hoping. You guys got anything else, FC Tulsa? Before we move on a little bit to. Uh... Some NPS, NPSL talk. No, go ahead. Well, NPSL starts, I believe, this weekend, doesn't it? Uh, no, it actually started last week. Uh, well, I mean, for the Heartland Conference. Yeah, it started last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only team that did not get to play was uh, Rain and Tulsa. Yeah. Tulsa. Well, I think Tulsa's having a little bit of. They had a little issue. Um, Tulsa Athletic, um, who just got off having a decent run in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, the NPSL said that Hicks Stadium at Athletic Park or Hicks Field at Athletic Park was not up to code for the NPSL, and they will not allow Tulsa Athletic to play their home games this year there. So I believe they're still in search for a home stadium this year. Um, I just tried to log into their uh website and it wouldn't pull up for some reason so uh oh what do you what do you guys uh, i think the 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 uh, i don't know exactly what the uh what their stadium didn't uh provide but uh, how do you guys feel about that for tallest athletic josh do you want to go first i'll say it very simple i'll say it nicely simply i i, I don't care <laughs> <laughs> now if I can put my two cents in, and I know you guys are probably thinking, oh, here we go. Um, uh, real quick, I I want the players to advance. I want the, the team to play good and whatnot. Everybody else, I don't care. Um, that's me being honest. But second, when we were up there, yeah, the field was choppy. It's not a regular – it's not a stadium. And it's a park where they converted it into a soccer field where they enclosed it with fence, eight-foot fence, I think it is. Um, is it a stadium per se? No. I'll tell you right now, it's not. Um, is it a soccer field that's enclosed to somewhat parts? Yeah. Um, I don't know why MPSL um, is even giving any, any grievance to Tulsa Athletics. They got teams that play in football fields. They got teams that play in parks that there's no benches nowhere. There's no seating arrangement. There's nothing like that. And to, for them to stomp down on one of their, like, legendary, because the Athletics has been doing this for 10 years, for the, and they're, they've been successful. I'm not going to lie. They've been very successful in what they have, with all the problems that they've been having. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're kind of – you got to push out one of your favorite teams 
And not only the U.S. Open Cup said it was acceptable to play in, but Tulsa, FC Tulsa did. Uh, oh, um, the Soccer Association here in Oklahoma has um, given the green light for it to be played on there. Uh, I don't know what the MPSO is trying to do. Um, I, I think it's a mistake by the league for them to even have any issues with Hicks Park. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off you, Mariana. I think it's absurd. I mean, this has been one of the premier franchises in the MPSL. And for the MPSL to dump on them, what, two weeks before the season starts? And now they don't know if they have a home venue to play at? And the schedule is already set? Where do they have to take forfeits if they can't get a home venue? Because the schedule is already set and they can't backload home games? Um, I think it's wrong. Um, this is the team that two years ago was in the finals. Uh, last year was in the semifinals. Uh, constantly wins the Heartland Conference, the MPSL, or whatever conference they're in. And I think it's wrong what the MPSL has done to them. And kind of makes me wish that the city of Tulsa would be would make a put forth an effort to build a um, soccer stadium for the for the city or a multi-purpose stadium for the city where they could host soccer matches or whatnot. I mean, you'd have a tenant in um, Tulsa Athletic. They have make it where the FC Tulsa could play there. Um, the University of Tulsa could play there. Uh, they could it could host you know high school tournaments, high school state tournaments there, finals, whatnot. There the the if there's still a female team here uh, in Tulsa, they could play there. Um, it could be something where you know MP or FC Tulsa could actually field a women's team for the uh, USLW league. The city of Tulsa could get a commitment from FC Tulsa. We're here for the for the long haul. We're, we're here. Um, we'll you know we'll partner with you to fit some of the costs, and I think that would be great. I think that's something that FC Tulsa really needs is in the city of Tulsa needs is a multi-purpose stadium to play as home to the city's teams. What what sucks is that there is there's a there's a location there's there's a place that been stripped apart and was perfect for two to three to four or five teams to play in at Skelly Stadium. And now it's sitting dormant. Yeah, I know the USL doesn't want Tulsa to move away from downtown and have a downtown stadium. But you have a stadium that you could put your resources, you could put your money into. You can partner up with the athletic. You can partner up with, you know, the WPSL Tulsa Soccer Club. You know, um, you can partner up with any of these academy, you can, all those teams can partner up and be one United team, you know, um, but there isn't, there, nobody, this is, when I say nobody's actually thinking about the proper way for soccer to grow here in Tulsa, and, you know, the athletics are an amateur soccer team, FC Tulsa is a professional soccer team, you know, we have the answers. It's just nobody saying, hey, let's work together for this. And if you can have all that combined and united together, imagine how Skelly Stadium would be Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday nights, you know? You know, Fridays for the, for the amateur team, Saturdays for the professional team, Sundays for the women, or vice versa. I know I know what Tulsa Athletic can do. There's a, there's a stadium that 
just right up the road, up the turnpike, they could use. It's not hosting anybody this year. <laughs> well, they just hosted a semi <laughs> a semi um, for the high school team. Big uh, speed. Uh, I forget what what school over there in Oklahoma City, but it was pretty good. And it was like three to nothing when I last saw. There you go. See, and, and yeah, I, I agree. It's it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Yeah. But I was just checking on Twitter real quick, and they did have a schedule. I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, Tulsa Athletics is playing May 13th. They're playing against uh, Arkansas Wolves at Arkansas. And then on May 18th, they're playing supposedly home to the right. demise, MPSL demise. And then two days later, they play Rain FK at home. And then on the 24th, they play Oklahoma City. But they don't know. I mean, they, that's what I'm saying. The schedule is out. It is It is out. It is set in stone. Are they going to make them take forfeits if they can't get a suitable stadium? I, I just don't get it what the NPSL is trying to pull with them because for two years, they played at uh, Veterans Park there downtown. It didn't have amenities like locker rooms, showers, whatnot, um, seating requirements. It didn't have those. Sorry. And then they played the last year and a half, I think, at their Hicks Field, their athletic community field at Hicks Park without yeah. those amenities. And now all of a sudden it's like two two weeks before the season starts. No, you can't do it. I, I just don't know what they're trying to pull. I mean, it makes you kind of wonder did they have waivers? Right. Or did I, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. And maybe Sonny should try to uh, put them in the turn them pro and put them in, in Nisa. That, that's my that's my suggestion. Go go to Nisa. You just want him to. <laughs> you just want that club to be over with, don't you? <laughs> no, no. Nisa is Nisa's doing pretty good this year. It's pretty stable as of two, three games in. So, but just imagine those away matches and that travel costs and all that. <laughs> right. Oh, I think like yeah. There's only like one West Coast team, I think, LA Force. So. They're having to do some. I mean, there's two: San Diego, Albion, San Diego, and LA Force. So. But man, so I think that's pretty much it on the local stuff. Uh, you, you guys got anything else before we do a quick hot take and call it a night? I think it's hot take time. What do you think, Josh? I think it's hot take time. Here, here's my question for both of you guys. So, I need, I need, I need, I need to be able to retire my Christian Mata bobblehead. I need to be able to retire him. So, which player? It could be present. It could be past. Would you like to see the team come out with a bobblehead of? I'll go first. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to go first, and the next one that should be hands down should not even be a question. You need a Juan Pablo Kafa one, hands down. Josh, I was gonna go with Bradley. I think we need a Bradley bobblehead. Or, or DaCosta. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go against both of you guys. It needs to be Brady Blue. Yeah, first oh, yeah. ever goal scorer. For first ever goal scorer. Yeah, Brady Blue. No, Saint Brady. Well, Josh doesn't know about Saint Brady. Yes, I do. What? <laughs> okay, go ahead, Josh. Go with your hot takes. Or David, did you have another one? No, that's it. I'll, I'll go. With a little European. Uh, one dream transfer oh, that you want your team to do, your, your respective Premier League clubs to do this summer. 
my, my dream transfer Mariano. to Manchester United yep. is for Harry Maguire to go somewhere. I heard he's going to Chelsea. No. <laughs> for like 200 million, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what Todd Bowley will pay. Yeah. Yeah, he'll pay. Um, next day, assassination. <laughs> so, so my my dream transfer it's it's been the same player for like the last four years but i i've always wanted to see harry kane come over to manchester united i know he's starting to get up there in age but i think he could have a pretty dead game a solid run with us for the next three years so harry kane that's, that's maybe he would actually win some trophies yeah right mariano and we've thrown so much players and so much money out there I don't know if there's anything to fix. To, um, Chelsea. I was about to say FC Chelsea. <laughs> uh, Chelsea. And, um, it should be like more like, who do you want to sell this year? Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually went to one of my events for the Chelsea FC group here in Tulsa. And I was like, man, we used to have the loan army. Now we're going to be having the for sale army. And <laughs> um, coming this summer. But no. And... I wish he could have been our player, but Holland is a dream player, man. He scored, I think, what, <laughs> 33, 34 goals already? Yeah. Oh, if you're talking just in the league, he scored 35, and he scored okay. 53 was, in total. I was wrong by one in the league. <laughs> but Sorry. He, and, 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 and Erling loves Josh. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, that's my answer. Are you guys ready for my hot takes? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Right now, you can go back to the past and change two things. Uh, one thing out of these two or three things. Get um, Tell Coach not to get let go of Despier. <laughs> for Are us. you on the top three defenders this year? <laughs> yeah. Um, For us to take Open Cup Series or number three for us to play – more offensive from the beginning. Uh, Wait, Josh. Okay, I'll go for it. Oh, man. You have to pick one. <laughs> one. Uh, man. I think take the, the, open, the U.S. Open Cup more serious. Because me personally, I did not like losing to the athletic. And it would have been maybe, it would have been cool. You never know. We might have went on a run. So, yeah, I think take the U.S. Open Cup serious. Yeah. What about you, David? Should have never traded Adrian Dispay. The guy has been a top three defender this year in the East. He's went to a team. Yeah, they might be below us in the standings, but the dude has been amazing for Indy 11. And if Indy 11 can get their heads screwed on straight and fire Mark Lowry, get him out of there, Oh, it will be a playoff team. Damn. They have the I'm talent. Thinking. Mark Lowry is not the coach to take that talent to the playoffs. And Adrian Dispay has been a top player in this league this year. Should never let him go. Especially since we've let him go, we bring in other defenders. While they have played well, Adrian has played better. David, tell me how you really feel. Yeah, <laughs> I hated that trade when we made it, and I'm still hating it. Okay, well, you just that, that 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 trade is right up there 
worse to me than the Joaquin Rebus trade. And you know, you just you just made my second question. By the way, my Joaquin, I, I miss that guy. Who? Who? The, which one would he want back, Joaquin or Dispier this year? This year it'd be Dispier. He's we have we we have brought in some t- Marcus Epps took it. Revis the spot for me because I'm starting to like Marcus a lot, but you know, this PA he's 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 playing really good this year. Maybe we can have right, walking walking uh, back for test testimonial or something. Yeah. All right, Josh. For you, same sort of same question. Would you rather have back Sheldon or this PA? <laughs> Uh, do I really have to answer this? Yeah, because I I know what jersey you have over there. I know who you talk to on the DM. Oh <laughs> uh, man, no cap. David, I'm no sorry. Cap. I'm sorry, but I'm I want I'll take Matt Sheldon back. Oh I'm sorry, God. I would take Matt Sheldon back. Vamos <laughs> Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> he was such a versatile player. Come on, he could play anywhere. Oh my he could God. sit on that. He could sit on that bench seat. He could sit on that bench seat. Okay. He can sit on that bench seat. <laughs> okay. His pass is uh, on point, though, guys. Oh, that, those water bottles never missed a mark. No, actually, he it, since the since the first game for Hartford this year. After that game, he's actually had a pretty good year so far for Hartford. So he's a reliable joke, man. defender. He, yeah, well, well, that, that that first game was horrible for him, but he he, he he's he's had some pretty. Good games after that. What was where are they in the standing again? Next to last or last? I don't. I think they're in last. You know, Prince Sadie for Hartford has been killer. Yeah, maybe he should come to FC Tulsa. Prince Sadie, please come to Tulsa. That'd be nice. Well, you boys got anything else to say? Um, everybody uh, get out to, um, May nineteenth to watch FC Tulsa take on Memphis nine hundred one, and I believe this week's. Um, Watch parties at the Tulsa Athletic Club. Yep. So, do not support FC Tulsa. And it's plus twenty one. So, well, not just plus twenty one. It's all ages on at the Tulsa Athletic Club. So, kids can come, families can come. Um, Josh Christian can, Monda, you can come. Oh yeah, the bobblehead needs to make an appearance one day. <laughs> but I think that's what's missing before we can win a game. Um, Josh, do you have anything else to say? You know, I want to say something, but I'm not going to say it. Not good. Say, say no, nope, it's fine. God bless you. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I won't say it. It'll jinx everything, so I'm not saying. Oh, you see, he's going to say something about him and Erling going on vacation. <laughs> no, actually, I was going to say, be prepared for Man City to win the treble. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Get past uh, Real Madrid and Arsenal first. Arsenal? Never heard of them. Madrid? Never heard of them. Don't you have a jersey of Arsenal, by the way? Yeah, I thought that and was your favorite a, team. I have a Madrid jersey. That's kind of funny. Anyways, um, Vamanos Tulsa. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, thank y'all for listening to us banter and BS and talk about our favorite team. Really appreciate it. We're going to try to come back to a weekly thing. Um, and I'm sorry for us not being on there when after games and stuff like that, but we're back now. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for all the messages. Thank you, Shadow Wolf, for 
keep like literally keep messaging me and telling me when we're going to get back on and we're finally back on. We will get you back on. Not we will we'll get you back on here with us one of these days, but hopefully our schedules match up again. But thank y'all for listening. Do me a favor, share this episode with your friends, your family. Um, if you have any questions, any comments, or if you want to just ravel at us and just say, well, you guys are so wrong. Um, go ahead and do it. You can do it on Twitter, on Facebook. But um, other than that, guys, thank y'all for being back on and vamos Tulsa. Vamos Tulsa. Vamos Tulsa. Sucks. About the block you kick it on or the pot you pissing on. I'm from my how to hell of property where cops are killing. Uh, the youth to lock their prison, gotta get from around this living. I hold my own, uh, and I don't even got a chrome. I caught the block, mama oldest acting like he grown. Now peep the logic. Got a heap of problems, a mathematician. You see, I gotta keep it honest. A past offensive from my childhood, a force you to forfeit. Turn snitch a crossover, source work for corporate. The hardship is not marked for fake artists barking. The art seek astrologists, a star to your rocket ship. Soon as I change styles, the moment that y'all pocket it. And prophets' eyes prophesize giant side dollar clips for blessings. There ain't no way contested for us outsiders charging 20 G's a session. Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through with some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view forward and I can't go back Lessons that I went through with some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view